He's not barking at you anymore, so that's good. good. Check. Are we good? Hello. All right, we're live, man. Right. <clears throat> Hello. <clears throat> oh, way to start this one. Yeah, it's gonna be like one of like a hundred that I do. We'll keep, well, I'll keep that and don't worry about it. But uh, once again, welcome to another episode of uh, Beer Fish Fanatics. Uh, this is Grandy with My Pop Fishing. We have Kit with Fishing Kit. And we have a special guest. Spencer with the YouTube channel River Certified. Welcome, welcome. Um, one thing I noticed, <clears throat> so. Wait, uh, can I open my beer yet? Well, <laughs> Here we go again. <laughs> I forgot to do the. How are we going to do the, the tradition? Where we don't open our own beers. Yeah, because then my brother-in-law's is going to rip me apart if I don't do this. So Is that COVID-19 kosher, though? Right. Uh, <laughs> I doubt it. I doubt it, FYI, but I have to open up his beer because this is according to my brother-in-law's tradition. Thank you, sir. Sorry. Very polite of you. Welcome. So today um, we are drinking, for people who are listening to us, Boone Valley Roxy Irish Red. Um, it's a red ale. Am I? You sound so sophisticated. <laughs> you know what? It's a red. All right, that's that's more my language. It, it, it's a red. The can gives it away. It's a red can. Apparently, the beer's red, but I can't see it. Well, we can't. So see I'll it. take its word for it. <laughs> there you go, guys. Cheers. 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 Have you been to this brewery? Oh yeah. Yeah. And walk to it. Yeah, yeah, that close. Yep. From here? Yeah. Huh. I think so, it's like five blocks. So we're in Boone, Iowa, everybody listening, and uh, we're at Spencer's house, and we might hit a brewery. <laughs> go try out some, some beers if they're open. I mean, depending on, uh, I think they're open. I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure. Like, I, I picked this up at Hy-Vee. Normal hours, they would be open right now. Okay. I so. think they're closed awkwardly on Monday, Tuesday, which I mean, from a bar establishment point of view, Monday and Tuesday would be good days to be closed. But seems like we walk by there Monday or Tuesday regularly, thinking we're going to stop, and then it's closed, and we're devastated. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm guessing Monday and Tuesday is probably not the most high consumption of alcohol. Right. Right. That's 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 my thoughts. Yeah. I don't know. Just, just from just a business like, point of view, it's probably smart. From my walking schedule point of view, not not as great. So, um, I watched your last video. Uh, I had no idea, man. You're colorblind. Yeah. Did you know that? I thought you were just joking. No, I'm. I mean, I get why you think that because <laughs> yeah. I joke around. But uh, yeah, I'm seriously colorblind. Holy cow! Red cool. green. Red green. Yeah, it's not like I see everything in grayscale, but I mix up reds and greens, especially if they're further like away. So when you catch a crappie, what does it look like? Because it's kind of green. It looks like a crappie. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. Come on, man. <laughs> All right. That was a stupid question. They're black and gray. Huh. So you see black and gray. Yeah. Well, see, this is... If like you have a red thing and a green thing, and you put them further away, they kind of start to blend together, especially if they're not like real bright colors. If they're more earth tones, they kind of look similar. Now, if I pull up to a stoplight, I'm like, is that red or green? No, I don't have that problem. Okay. Because it's so bright and contrasted. Uh, I don't know, man. But I'm assuming what I see as green and red is slightly different than what you would see. So how can you be colorblind if you don't actually see it? You know what I mean? If you've always known, okay, let's say you're colorblind. You've always known that's green and that's red to you. Yeah. 
So technically, you're not colorblind because every time you see that shade, it's you already know. That's, but if that. you take the colorblind test and you look at those circles with the little dots in them, you, what you oh. see on there is different than me. Like you'll see letters when I don't see letters or numbers when I don't see numbers. Ah. On Holy cow. I think I just learned something. Right well, there. good. I'm a teacher. I teach science. Science. <laughs> <laughs> so in case anybody's listening. And yes. I believe that's carried on the Y chromosome. I believe. Somebody will fact check me on that. All right. I had no idea. No, seriously. I, you know what I mean? Because I was just thinking like... You get it from your mom. I know that for sure. That's very, very... Sorry, weird. my wife fact-checked me. It'd be on the X chromosome. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think she just chimed in. Yeah. She's working on her PhD in microbiology, so... Well, then of course she'll know. Hello. Yeah. yeah, she's pretty savvy with that stuff. <laughs> but on that video, you were catching some nice catfish. I'm not a avid catfish fisherman, so... Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually wanted to boo. boo. <laughs> <laughs> I just got booed. In you case. just hate fun. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be. And a lot of people see, you know, the type of actions, the type of fish you guys catch and, you know, obviously reel in. Explain to me, if both of you, because I know you guys both, you know, catfish. Can you help me with the setup? Like this is okay. If you guys told me, hey, Granny, we're going to go catfish today. I'm going to bring probably a medium pole, heavy yeah pole i'm gonna put a sinker a hook and just cut bait and just toss that sucker and just wait till the pole goes down that's how i was i mean i i can almost guarantee you a lot of people would do that because that's sounds like you're set up perfectly for yeah i was gonna say sounds sounds like your average catfish (laughs) setup okay that's what i was wondering i mean is there any specific because i see the different cuts of bait you use you're already overthinking it (laughs) there's things that i mean there's tendencies but if you're not always trying something different you're an idiot i mean even when you think you know you still need to try something different because every day is different seems like the head chunks tend to be your big fish chunks but that's not a guarantee i prefer channel cats yeah is there is there what what lure or i guess what bait you guys get the most success from uh whatever i can get like a lot of times you don't get to pick what bait you use. You use what you can get. So if I can get creek chubs, I'll use creek chubs. If I can get suckers, I'll use suckers. And sometimes like, oh, all I can get is bluegills, so I'll chop up some bluegills. You got to have patience, I'm assuming? Depends. Um, channel cats, if you're exercising patience, in my opinion, you're, do- you're doing it wrong. Like either Because if they're there, they're going to hit like right now. The channels. Yeah. Like, and same with flatheads too during the day. Like nighttime, I, I wait them out because they're on the prowl. But during the day, they're the more you do it, the more you kind of figure out where they live. And just because they, they're, you put your bait in a good spot doesn't mean they're going to eat. So if you put it there and they don't eat right away, then they're probably not going to eat anytime soon. So uh, you might as well not waste your time there. That's good to know. Same with channel cats. Like if you're fishing a spot in a river or lake and you're not bit in 15 minutes or less, I'm gone. Really? Unless I'm lazy. Like sometimes I just get lazy and I'll just sit there anyway. I'm, I'm lazy a lot of the time. Right. I'm like, I'm comfortable. <laughs> so I should move. I'm probably not going to catch anything, but this is pretty nice just sitting out here. But if I'm real, like serious, serious, like I need to catch a fish. I want to catch as many as I can. I'm moving every 10, 15 minutes if I'm not catching anything. That's good to know. I thought, as a person who doesn't catfish a lot, 
just sit there for an hour, two hours, three hours. It, it, well, dude, if you're flathead fishing at night, like once I, I pick what I think is the best spot and I'm in it to win it. Like I'm not moving. I'll spread lines out and hit like different places from that spot, but I'm not going to pack up and move, you know, half a mile down river at 12 o'clock at night. I'm probably asleep by then. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. The difference between catching catfish on shore, offshore, and kayak. Can you explain? I mean, because so, so people well, should. One, you're in a kayak, and the other <laughs> one, you're not sure. And again, another stupid question. <laughs> but I guess you guess, what's the, uh, the different. Me. That's a good one. Thanks. That's not bad. I might leave that one in. Uh, the I guess the excitement of, of catching a catfish on a kayak versus on shore. I mean, is there a difference? I know you two both kayak fish. Obviously, you guys catch quite a bit. Check out their YouTube channel. You'll, you guys will definitely see um, the different types of catfish you guys catch. But it seems like you guys get more enjoyment maybe from the kayak. I don't know. You guys explain the the feeling difference. Dude, a 30 pounder makes me as giggity as a little kid. Don't matter if I catch it <laughs> off the bank or a kayak. Kayak, it's whatever puts the fish on the hook for me. There's times where a kayak is the best way. I mean, you always compare a kayak to a boat because they're both vessels on the water, but there's times where I would rather be in a kayak than on a boat. Explain. Um, usually smaller waters, flowing waters, because when you use a boat during the day like it's all based on how many spots you hit so if you're in a boat setup takes longer you got to drop an anchor you got to let it out oh crap i'm not set up in the exact spot i want to be to position my bait so we're going to motor back up move over the and set the anchor in a slightly different spot okay now we're set up now we're good fish it for 10 15 minutes don't get bit pull the anchor back up, start the motor, go to the next spot, circle around. It's it's more elaborate. With a kayak, it takes you longer to get there, but in smaller compressed bodies of water, you uh, you tie off to a log, cast your lines, you're fishing. And then when you want to leave, you reel your lines in, untie, and then you're floating. It's just like very quick. So you can rotate through way, way, way more spots out of a kayak than you can from a boat. I didn't even think about that. Yeah nobody does it so i mean I, I think it's getting more popular but uh yeah most people don't think about that stuff and then for me i like a kayak because they don't break down i get tired of working on freaking boat motors <laughs> yeah you used to have a boat i've had three three and i've only had i've had three boats five or six motors all 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 older used boat motors and i've only had one that ever ran good really so it's the the time and the maintenance of a boat versus yeah, like a kayak. You just go. You just go. Every time I'm working on something on a boat, I'm just angry. Like I could be fishing <laughs> right now, but instead I'm cleaning the carburetor for the second time this season. Should have got an oil filter, but that's another 20 bucks or 10 bucks or whatever. I think I'll have to. Or oil filter, fuel filter. Sorry, I sound like a real idiot there. <laughs> I think I'll have to get another kayak, man. I think I'm going to have to get into kayak fishing again. Well, the nice thing, like I said, once you have a kayak purchased, it's purchased. Yeah. Unless true. you sell it like him. Yeah. And now you got to buy a whole new one. <laughs> All right. On to the next subject. <laughs> um, but no, I, I think because um, I was, I don't know how many years ago I got into it for a little bit. 
And like you were just saying, I think it's just a convenience of launching anywhere you want. To yeah. Launch. You don't have to wait for a boat ramp. You don't even have to pay to launch. You just undo your kayak and literally just launch. Yep. Simple as that. And then you're literally fishing within minutes. Yeah. Versus take the truck back up, park it, go back to your, you know, the boat and all that stuff. So, I mean, I, I, there is downtime. Like if you do a shuttle, you have to set up the shuttle. And then you have to load everything in a vehicle and drive it upstream to where you're putting in. So, I mean, everything's a trade-off. But in the way that I do things, I think a kayak's more efficient right now. Now, would I like to have a big, nice boat? Absolutely. And someday I hope to. But as of right now in my financial situation, to do the things that I do now with a boat would cost a lot of money. <laughs> money I don't want to spend. But I think like... um Spencer's saying, I think for somebody who wants to get on, on the water instead of shore fishing, I think kayak is the, like you said, financially, yeah. you, it's, you can, it's affordable. Uh, the yaks out there, definitely you can see you can get good quality for a decent amount of money nowadays. Yeah. And then, um, you're on top of the water. You don't have to deal with the combat fishing. Right. Yeah. But you could also argue that like my kayak, for example, you could buy a boat for that price. I mean, but, it's not going to be your, a nice boat. But your kayak is paid for. That's true. You spend $3,000 on a boat and you just bought a bunch of problems too. Mm, that's yeah, true. You, you're like, oh yeah, same price, I can get a boat, but now I have to replace the bunks on the trailer, redo the trailer bearings, clean out a carburetor, um, replace fuel lines, and then rip out all the, the marine plywood because it's rotted after 15 years. That's true. Yeah, and I know that because I've been there for all of that crap. You buy a in poor shape boat for that same price as my kayak. Yeah, but yeah, that makes sense. In your kayak, the motor is you. Yeah, and I mean, they don't in, break down unless you break down, yeah. and then you ain't fishing anyway. Yeah. Well, you can find a way. You just roll yourself to the shore. You just won't be kayaking. That's all. Right, and and I've never done the the shuttling back and forth river kayak fishing yet. Mm-hmm. But there you go. Yeah, now you that's have always a, something I've wa I've wanted to do. Say when. Say when he said. Just not today, because yeah. Elle and I are going kayaking today. Right, right. Priorities. Sorry, man. <laughs> I'd be lying if I said you ranked higher than her. <laughs> when did you um? Actually, when did you guys start kayak fishing? You guys. Mine's kind of fun story. First time I ever got into a kayak was on the Port Mansfield jetty on South Padre Island. And I hopped into a kayak at 12 o'clock at night and paddled a shark bait out. That was the first time I ever hopped in a kayak. Wow. You went kayak fishing? No, I wasn't. We were fishing for sharks off the beach. Oh, okay. And you used kayaks to take your baits out. So the first time I ever hopped in a kayak was running a shark bait out at midnight. Were you nervous? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, don't tip this thing. And it was a uh, ocean kayak scrambler. So it's a 12 foot long, 28 inch wide kayak, which is great for running baits because it's fast. Mm -hmm. You know, you can paddle and you can paddle pretty fast, but uh, it's not the most stable thing in the world. And I was, it was back in my heavyweight wrestling days. I was like 245 pounds, you know, in this little dinky kayak and I'm kind of top heavy, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I made it and got back in and, but man, I was nervous. <laughs> So just so people who um, 
are looking to get into kayak fishing and, and know the difference. Uh, you said 20 inch wide, 28 inches wide. So yeah. what would you say, both of you guys, what would you say is a, a stable width of the kayak? If, like you said, a 200 pound, 250 pound person is looking to stand up, um, you know, cast or, or, you know what I mean? Or what would you recommend the width of the kayak? I'm just Well, I mean, you got to know yourself. It depends so much on the person. That's why I always say test, test, try it out first. But, um, I mean, in general, I'd say 32 to 36 inches wide would be a good range. Yeah, it just just depends on the person because, like, a stable kayak for me isn't going to be the same kayak for him. Except I'm athletic. <laughs> I can't forget that. I'm an athlete. Mm. <laughs> Super athlete. Right? right. There you go. So how do you test it? Some places let you demo. Yeah, demo. Big box stores don't, but... So I like New Canoe, and they have a dealer in Des Moines, and the dude's Mike's Outdoor Sports. And you can call him and set up a demo. And there's another one in Indianola called Canoe Sports Outfitters, and they have, I think, Wilderness Systems and Native, I think. And they have a demo day where they'll go out to Lake Aquabi and bring every kayak they have for demoing, and you can try them all out. That's pretty badass. Yeah, they, yeah. Run, they run the rental shop down there too, don't they? Yeah, you Aquabi. can rent them, rent them and try them too. So, yeah, I think that's definitely a good advice is to try it out first. Don't just do what I did. I went out and just bought a kayak when I first. I mean, it's not the end of the world. Right. That's what I did for my first kayak. I had a Wilderness Systems Tarpon 100. That's a good kayak. Good all around kayak. Yeah. Well, obviously, I researched it before I went out and bought it. But there's only so much you can do from reading reviews because everybody's different. Mm Mm-hmm. And perception's different too. Like what you think stable is going to be different than what I think stable. That's true. What you think paddle's good is different than, than what I think's paddle good. So recommendation, definitely try it. That's, I, I wish I would have done that first. I think I would have bought a different yak. And I think my experience probably would have been better if I did that first. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's how you learn, I guess. Yeah. Every time you fail, you learn. It's deep. See, that's, that's the teacher out of Spencer. That's right. <laughs> that is deep think yeah bit. yeah when did you start youtubing both of you guys when did you guys both start, start like YouTube? a year and a half ago for me i think i first video i posted was like three years ago yeah like it i mean what, what are your thoughts on that and fishing like the way obviously you guys film yourself fishing and everything but where do you guys see you guys taking it on youtube i just do it because it's fun like i like making videos i like making all kinds of stuff and Every time somebody asks me this, which has been like two times, but, uh, <laughs> well, hey, uh, um, I, I just kind of break it down. Like I, I like building stuff. I build my own fishing rods. I make my own lures. And with the video, I can videotape the trip. Then I get to edit it how I want. And, you know, I basically just make fun of myself the whole time, which fortunately for me, I, I make it really easy on myself to do that, <laughs> yeah, but I just have fun with it. And as long as it's fun, I'm going to keep doing it. And if it's not fun anymore, then I won't. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. You got to have to want to do it. Like once you get to a point where you don't like, you don't want to feel like you have to do it. Yeah. Cause once you get to that point, then it's not fun anymore. Right. So make sure if you're getting into fishing YouTube videos, have fun with it. Man. Yeah. Buy cheap camera because you could have the best camera in the world, but if you don't want to edit it, then it's, it's a waste of money. So start with the cheap camera. Right? Yeah. That's good advice. No, that's people go out and spend like a thousand bucks on cameras and never make a video. Yes. Yes. Yeah, or they, or they make a video and then they stop after that one video. Right. <laughs> right. 
and then they sell their stuff for 50 cents on the dollar <laughs> and then I buy it off Facebook. So thank you. My, my last GoPro. <laughs> <laughs> Actually type of cameras. If anybody who's getting into YouTube, like fishing stuff, what, what do you guys recommend? Just a, just the action cam. Yeah. Like I bought a DSLR, but then I ended up just leaving it at home because it's big, bulky. It's just easier to, just to bring an action cam. Yeah, that camera right that there. That camera right yep. there for people yeah. who are... I mean, I'm still using it. Don't get me wrong. But like when I when I go fishing stuff, I, just, I leave that big camera at home. Unless I'm like ice fishing because you're not... It's not really... God, you'd cry if that fell through a hole. Yeah. It'd fit right through would. an 8-inch hole, think... no problem. I don't think I'd fall through a hole, but it's fallen over. It, it's hard to be mobile when you have a camera on a tripod. Oh, it slows you down yeah. so much. Yeah. But like you said, though, you have action cameras. If it falls, you're not crying. Right. Uh, or are you? I'm just know. laughing most of the time. <laughs> Depends how it falls, I guess. If it's got the charging port open, plugged into yeah. an external battery, and it falls in water. That's when you cry. I'd be like, son of a... <laughs> gotcha. So yeah. Stuff that two hundred bucks gone, which is how I run my setups. Because I hate changing batteries. That's why I always have the uh, the port open with the yeah. with the battery pack plugged in. But that's dangerous, right? Like you're just saying. well, it's more dangerous. Just keep it out of the water. Yeah, there's a little risk involved. If it rains, that's what I always worry about. Yeah, that's true. We're getting deep. Yeah, deep in the YouTube world, YouTube <laughs> fishing world. Who knew? Who knew? I don't know. So what do you think it would take to go full time with YouTube? Dude, a lot. Like, let, let's just throw some numbers out, like sub wise or views. <laughs> numbers, it'd all be money. That's true. That's I, true. I'd have to make substantially more than what I make with my full time job now, because with the full time job, you have your base salary plus retirement plus benefits. And then if you go full time, you are covering all that stuff yourself. And then you also have to realize that YouTube's really volatile. And what you make one month might not be what you make the next month. So I would need a secure stream of revenue on top of my YouTube. And that revenue would have to cover um, essential, you know, things like health insurance, um, mortgage, you know, stuff that you have to take care of. Because otherwise it would be so worrisome. It wouldn't even be worth it to me. Back to the being happy and enjoying it. I wouldn't enjoy it as much. Right. That's that's what I was wondering. I'm like, if you do this, I guess you like both of you guys. If you guys did this for a full time gig, like, would you be happy? You know what I'm saying? Because then that's it. That's that's dude. Your if brain. I'm making twenty grand a month, I'd be pretty happy. Yeah, <laughs> but but I, I'm not. Well, Don't anticipate it anytime soon. <laughs> but I totally hear what you're saying. It's it's possible. There's people out there, but yeah. not very many fishing people are making that much. The majority of people who are doing it are. People who are, I mean, it's all an exchange of value. You're either entertaining people, teaching people, or there's escapism where they're watching somebody do something they wish they could do. And the seems like the best people are the people who really factor into the entertainment side because everybody wants to be entertained. Not everybody needs to learn that specific thing. So, jo, or that Paul dude, Logan Paul, he's funny. Oh, hate that guy. <laughs> I do too. So Spencer likes but him. I don't. Just I'm just bringing him up as an example. As soon as you said his name. But he's making bajillions yeah, of dollars yeah, on YouTube. Yeah. He knows what he's doing. Right. But he's entertaining people. Yeah. Um, and he's getting people's interest. And that's it. You know, if people are interested, they watch. And because people are really interested and watch, YouTube recommends it more and leads to more views, more ads, and way more money. And he's a bajillionaire off of YouTube. It's crazy. It is. But that's such a broader niche than fishing. You know, there's only so many people who fish, but there's everybody wants to be entertained. 
I don't see any super rich fishing YouTube channels. You know what I'm saying? There's a there's a few that are over like a million subscribers. And how much do you think they make a? I'm uh, just average. See, most of them they are bringing in revenue off of other things too, and you see. add it all together, and they're very well off. Then that makes sense. Yeah, like the YouTube stream is like their tip because they've used that audience to build a business. They use that audience to um, leverage things with sponsorships and stuff like that. So they're, they have their own company, they're sponsored. So they're making money off sponsorships. Plus they're getting their ad revenue on top of all that. And then, you know, uh, Amazon affiliate and a lot of other stuff. And then they cut down the Amazon affiliate thing. I, th- I heard they were cutting percentages down on that or something like m- that. Maybe. I don't know. I was just wondering. I, I don't know. I don't get, I get zero. So. <laughs> it's, it's a cool little thing, but uh, yeah, unless you have a really big audience, it's tough to make a lot of money off of it. So it's a lot of, um, it's going to be a lot of hard work. If somebody's looking to start, like I'm going to really work if you don't enjoy it. True. I kind of like scheming. I look at it like I, f- I look at fishing the same way. I'm always scheming and I see somebody catch a fish that I wanted to catch. And then I'm, <laughs> I see the date and then I look at weather patterns and then I try to look at time of year and I'm like, okay, I can replicate that next year and then catch that myself before they ever get down there. And so I can beat the crowd. Does it work? Sometimes. It feels good when it works. When it works, you, it's so rewarding. When you think you, when you are the one who starts the bite. When you're not following other people around, when you are like setting the standard, that kind of feels cool. Damn it. I don't get that opportunity, stupid kids. <laughs> Sorry, I love you guys. But... You just got to document. So if you forget, then you can look back at your documents. That's true. But I, man, I just don't have that time. Yeah, you do. You just don't know how to do it efficiently. Make a Google Sheet. So on your phone, you can fill it out. While you're, the fishing is slow, fill out all the weather conditions at the end of the trip. Before you hop in your vehicle, you type in what you caught. Does that make a difference? I think so. You think so? Yeah. Because I can tell you today at this river level, um, this time of year, the location, the types of locations that I've caught flatheads. And I don't have to go back to that exact spot, but I can replicate that pattern. And then I can, instead of fishing spots, I'm fishing patterns, which means I can catch fish anywhere. That's why he's a teacher. He says, in other words, do your homework. <laughs> no, yeah, I guess yeah. you're right. Yeah. I mean, if you look at it, what you just said, do your homework and you will be successful. Yeah. Or so, definitely more successful. I mean, if you're already successful and then you do that on top, like you can catch a lot of fish. The odds. The odds go way up. And I play the odds. I play the odds every time. There you go. That's why I don't gamble. Well, actually, I make bets only if I think I'm going to win. And I don't go to casinos. <laughs> yeah. We can't. I, I don't gamble either. Do you? You gamble. I know you. I know. A little bit. <laughs> it's fun. It's I, play, fun. I play cards because there's a little skill involved. Yeah, poker. How do you know? But I don't like slots. Oh, no, I don't I'll, touch that crap. I like blackjack. I like uh, Texas Hold'em. I like Texas Hold'em a lot. There we go. Hey, we're in. We should play cards. We should play cards. Yeah. Well, I don't know, man. We <laughs> should introduce him to 13. <laughs> It's like a more complicated version of poker. So it's... Um, I'm a simple man, though. Is there a beer limit? I'm almost done. No, I meant limit like a maximum amount. No. Okay. Can you crack him another one? I mean, he wants one now, though. Oh, well, then go crack for him <laughs> one right now, man. So the question was the last time I bought Bush Lattes? Yes. <laughs> Literally maybe two years ago? 
two years and you live in Iowa. I know, man. Gosh. I, you haven't fully integrated into the Midwestern culture yet. No, see, it's Iowa's bad. beer. It is. I was born and raised in Iowa. Really? I was a butt like guy in, oh, co- in college. Yeah. And then... Um, if they don't have bush light somewhere, I usually get a Bud Light. See, yeah. But for me, it, Bud Light was like the pinnacle in college for us. Oh yeah, it's like top shelf. Yeah, it's top shelf. <laughs> but craft beer wasn't a thing, back, right? You know, it, I, I'm, you're talking about tw- twenty odd years ago. I was right. in college, and you you're know, like, like, oh, I got a twenty spot. No more Natty Light. I'm getting a Bud Light <laughs> case of Bud Light. <laughs> High rolling. <laughs> but but then I, I think uh, I want to say I really got into craft beer probably about. Like you say about five, ten years, five, five to ten years ago, I really started getting into to to the craft beer. I find I don't catch as many catfish when I take craft beer with me. Uh, well, maybe you need to take us. Do you have a control for that? Yeah, I just made that up. <laughs> <laughs> but, all right, but anyways, like I said, I uh, want to thank having Spencer here. Uh, this was fun. We'll probably do another episode here with him. We'll do a part two, so definitely stay tuned to us here, and we'll talk a little bit more about Spencer and his uh, fishing expeditions and learn a little bit more from Fishing Kit. I had a few questions for Kit, actually, so stay tuned to the next episode, guys.